The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them, and we're going to fix them all in the same spot, and this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Just because you are drawing a paycheck from your job does not mean you are contributing to the job. It just means that whoever is paying you hasn't found a way or a good enough reason for replacing you yet. Or they are just not conscious about the fact that you are a waste of space. And or they haven't built up enough energy to break their own inertia and fire your ass. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day? Don't even know what it is. You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient-packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess, and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday. With AG1, you'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on, there's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin. 
that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment, ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go. And all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack, eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle, which AG1 will give to you. So this is the simplest, easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. You don't have to try random combinations. None of that garbage. Say goodbye to all of that. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative, which is the go getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why you are not getting better at your job. Get into that in a moment. First, let me tell you two things. Number one, I send out a text message every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point to start the day. I call it the daily motivation. If you want to receive this message, all you got to do to get it is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when that message comes out, including the Monday motivation I send out every week, you have the opportunity to be receiving that message. So as soon as you text me, we'll tell you what your options are. Just text me at that number. Secondly, work on your game, university. That is the only place I do any coaching. So any of you who's listened to this and you are looking for a coach, you never thought about coaching. Now that I mentioned it, now you're thinking about it. Are you wondering, well, what would it be like to have somebody like Dre as my coach? The only way for you to find out is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's the only place that it takes place. That link is down below in the description as well. And again, it is workonyourgameuniversity.com. With all that out the way, let's get into the topic, which is why you are not getting better at your job. Now, I thought about this topic when I was looking over some things that were happening in the basketball space and just like the basketball, NBA basketball season, which by the time you're listening to this is in full swing, it has started even as I've at the moment of this recording. And a thought flashed through my mind about a few basketball players, players who I will not name here today, because it's not really about them, who played pro basketball at different times. And they played for many years, but they never seemed to get better at any particular skill, meaning they came into the pro league and they could do whatever they could do. And then years went by, they were still in the pro leagues doing what they could do, but they didn't really improve their ability. They were the same player in year five that they had been in year one. And I got to thinking about how is it possible that someone does something as a full-time job and they don't get any better at the job? It's similar to how someone is, if you're running a business and your business made a certain amount of money five years ago, and now it's making maybe the same amount this year. Why are you not getting better at generating revenue? If generating revenue is indeed one of the goals of your business, how is it possible that this type of stuff happens? How does this happen to people or how does it doesn't happen to people, but how is this the result that people produce? So let's just call it that. And although these people, again, they have full time jobs doing this thing, whatever it is, and hopefully being paid for it. I mean, if you have a full time job, you're getting paid for it. You know, I was thinking about basketball specifically. I was thinking about a couple of players and basketball sparked this idea. But this is extremely prevalent in 
many people in damn near every profession. So this is not at all limited to sports. You can apply this to some of you in the industries in which you work. You may be guilty of this or you may have colleagues who are guilty of this. Any of you who employs people, you may have people who work for you who are guilty of this. This is an extremely prevalent thing. Basketball is a very, very small percentage of people play basketball for a living. Most people do not or any sport, but for that matter. And people can work in a place for a very long time, never get better at anything that that job requires. They're the same person that they were, again, five, 10 years ago. My question that I pose to myself is how does this happen and why does it happen? And you, the listener today, you're going to hear the answers to those questions. And while you're listening, let me inform you or let me remind you, you need to check yourself and make sure that the things that I say here today are not true about you because you might be guilty of this. So don't listen to this thinking I'm talking about somebody other than yourself because it might be you. So if I say something here that is a reflection of you and where you're at, then you need to check yourself and hold yourself accountable for the same way that uh, you would hold another person accountable for these things being true. So let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is why you are not getting better at your job. Number one, you are comfortable just having the position and not really concerned about getting better or even being good at what you do. This absolutely happens. How many of you have ever walked into a business and there was a person there working? They were clearly at work. They had maybe had on a name tag or a uniform or they were standing behind a register or they were just standing there. I .e. You could tell that they were not a customer like you, but they were actually at work. And they didn't seem very enthusiastic about doing their job, let alone doing it well. Any of you ever experienced that? You experience this a lot if you go into retail businesses, because at retail, usually you have many people, not always, but many people in retail businesses, these are entry level jobs, meaning you need no prior experience or skills or no certain degrees, et cetera, in order to get the job. So these companies who hire people at the retail level are often picking from the bottom of the barrel when it comes to talent, ability, experience, and skill set. And that's not a personal knock on any of you who happens to work in retail. I have worked in retail. I probably worked more jobs in retail than most of you who listen to this. And at the time when I was working in retail, guess what I was? I was an entry-level, bottom-of-the-barrel, skill-wise employee in the workforce. That's who I was. That's why I was working an entry-level job, because I had entry-level skills. So this is not a personal knock on you. If you take that as a personal knock, I'll tell you right now to save you a whole lot of time. You are listening to the wrong show and the wrong person. So those of you who are still listening, let's continue. When you go into some of these businesses, I told you this. If you've been listening for a while, you may have heard me tell the story how I went into a store called Suit Supply. Y'all may be familiar with it. They don't have a, a ton of locations, but they are in big cities. Suit Supply, they do exactly what it sounds like they do. They sell suits. And it's a Pretty popular, well-known place. There's a guy in my building. I don't know his name, but I saw him in the elevator maybe two weeks ago from the day I'm recording this. He had on a really nice suit. And I asked him, where did he get the suit from? He said, suit supply. I said, it looks really good. And he thanked me and he got off the elevator. Look good on him. Now, suit supply. And there are some guys who are around my size who I've seen wearing suits from suit supply and their suits look pretty good. I have never bought a suit from suit supply. And the reason I never bought a suit from suit supply is because I was in suit supply maybe three months ago. And nobody tried to sell me anything. Now, you may be wondering, why would a guy who wears suits all the time walk in a suit store and nobody tried to sell him a suit? Well, this particular day, I was not wearing a suit. I was wearing a white T-shirt, some basketball shorts and some Jordan sneakers. And I surmised from my experience that the eight salespeople who were in there just looked at me 
sized me up and said, this guy probably is not a customer for suits. And nobody even engaged me in conversation about a suit, let alone tried to sell me one. I looked around for a while, looked at all the stuff they had, and I walked out. And I mean, they said hi and bye, but nobody tried to sell me anything. So suit supply, if your company or anybody who works at or knows anyone who works at the suit supply store in Miami, Florida, is only one of them, then yes, y'all are the ones I'm talking about. And I went in there a second time, maybe about a week and a half ago from when I'm recording this. I had my son with me this particular day. So I wasn't really in buying mode. I was just going in just to look around and to see if that first experience was going to be reflective of the second experience. And it pretty much was. Now, the second time I had my son with me, he's a baby. He can walk, but he's a baby. So they might have been thinking maybe I was just walking in because I had my kid with me, which was one of the reasons. But nobody engaged me again. No one engaged me in conversation. Now, again, someone walked in. As soon as I walked in, there was a woman at the counter, which is near the front door. And she said, hello. I said, hello. She acknowledged the baby and all that. She says something along the lines of, uh, do you need anything or you don't need anything, right? Or something like that. And I said, no, I'm just looking right now. And she said, okay. And that was it. That was the last conversation. Then when I walked out, they said, bye. But nobody engaged me while I was in the store. Now, if you're an actual salesperson, you don't need a person to tell you that they're looking for something because the default response of every customer when you ask them, what can I help you with is I'm just looking. Most of the time, that's what people say. I'm just looking. Nine times out of 10, even if I'm not just looking, then people still say, that they're just looking because they don't want to be bothered by a salesperson. But if you are a good salesperson, then you know how to engage someone anyway, even if they tell you that they're just looking. As a matter of fact, don't even ask the fucking question. (laughs) Just assume that they're looking because why would I walk into a suit store if I wasn't thinking about have at least 1% of my brain as an inkling about possibly buying a suit? That's the reason why I walk into a suit store. So no one even tried to sell me anything. This is the reason why I never bought a suit from Suit Supply because had in either one of those occasions, someone tried to sell me something, it's a good chance they would have sold me something. So if anyone, again, works at Suit Supply or knows anyone who works at Suit Supply, uh, y'all need to fire your sales staff because people are not salespeople. They are order takers. And there's a big difference between an order taker and a salesperson. An order taker waits for the customer to come to them. A salesperson goes and creates customers, all from within the people who walk into the store. So any of you who is in sales, uh, you should take that message to heart and apply it in your business. Getting back to where we are, we're still on point number one here. The topic, once again, is why you're not getting better at your job. Many people are just comfortable having their job. And Suit Supply, I used them as an example because they are a retail store. Retail are usually stores you'll see if you go into your local mall or shopping center. These are retail. And they are often hiring, again, entry-level positions. Entry-level does not mean that you are not necessarily good or that you're not valuable or that you cannot make a significant amount of money at these jobs because you can Entry level simply means there are not a ton of prerequisites in order for you to get the job, meaning I could get a job at Suit Supply right now, not because I have any in-depth experience in selling suits. I actually have zero experience in selling suits. I have experience buying and wearing suits, but none in selling them. I don't need any. I can get hired there as long as I can pass the interview process and screening and all of that, meaning there are some jobs where you have to have some kind of background experience. For example, There's a book I was reading. They were talking about this guy who worked at, I believe it was Merrill Lynch, a financial firm, where you have to have some type of degree in order to get into the trainee program. That by the end of the 18 months, you as a new financial advisor or whatever the title was, you had to have $100,000 in assets under management. It might have been a million dollars, but whatever the number was, it doesn't matter. You had to have $100,000 in assets under management at the end of the 18 months. And if not, you were dropped from the program. And out of 100 people who entered the program, about 2% make it. Now, that's not an entry-level job, now, just to give you all a juxtaposition here. So finishing on point number one here, 
many people are just happy having a position and are not really concerned about getting better or even being good at the position that they have. Hence my example, my lived experience of walking into a suit store and nobody trying to sell me a suit when I'm already in the suit store. All right? Somebody had just engaged me in conversation. They probably would have got enough information to it at least. Worst case scenario, even if I didn't buy anything. Worst case scenario, they would have gave me their business card and said, okay, when you are ready to come buy a suit or you want to come try some things on, we can show you how these things look or you want to make sure the cut is right. Because I found in my experience, I like European cut suits fit better on me just because I'm tall and slender, whereas a lot of American suits are made for men who tend to grow horizontally rather than vertically, if you get what I'm saying. They don't fit right on me, the American suits that I have tried. But doesn't mean that there aren't any. Because again, I've seen dudes who are around my size wearing suits from Suit Supply and they actually look good. So I would give Suit Supply a try if Suit Supply would give me a try. All right, They didn't try to sell to me. It's not like I didn't walk in the store. And this is what happens when people are not getting better at their job. This is one of the results of people not getting better at their job. They, they let opportunities walk right in front of them because they don't care. And this is not really their issue. This is really the issue of you, manager, you, HR person, you, boss, you, check writer. Uh, you got these people working for you and they are watching money walk right out of the door and costing you money. And you don't even realize it because you hired these bums. You have them on your payroll. So this is really on you. Any of you who has staff, you better be checking these people and making sure they're doing their damn jobs. Many people who have jobs are just doing enough to maintain the status quo and exist in neutral. This is not new. This is common and it will never go away. Most people in life are just wanting to exist in neutral and maintain the status quo and just do enough that they don't get fired, relatively speaking, from life, but they're not doing enough that they get promoted in life either. They just want to stay in the same spot. This is how most people live. Most people are average. This is a failing mentality because there is no neutral in the universe. There's no such thing as staying in the same spot and maintaining the status quo. Those are oxymorons. Because in life, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're building or you're destroying. You are contributing to a situation or you're taking away from it. There is no in-between. Just because you are continually drawing a paycheck from your job does not mean you are contributing to the job. Just because you are drawing a paycheck from your job does not mean you are contributing to the job. It just means that whoever is paying you hasn't found a way or a good enough reason for replacing you yet. Or they are just not conscious about the fact that you are a waste of space. and or. They haven't built up enough energy to break their own inertia and fire your ass. That's the reason why you have a job. Doesn't mean you're actually good. So none of you should take the fact that you are keeping your job to mean that you're actually good at your job. Those are two different things. Just because you're there doesn't mean that you're doing well. It does not mean that at all. Often it's because you have a impotent boss who doesn't even realize what's going on or doesn't have the balls to do something about what's going on. And that's why the mediocrity is allowed to persist where you work, you being the mediocrity. I'm not talking about mediocrity in the environment. I'm talking about you personally. You are the mediocrity and your boss just doesn't realize what's happening or again, doesn't have the gumption to do anything about it. And this is why no mediocrity is allowed to exist in life. If your higher being, whatever you call your higher being, God, Allah, anything like that, didn't allow and did not tolerate mediocrity, then there'd be a lot more space on earth. So no Bill Gates want to do population control. It would happen very quickly and we wouldn't even have that problem. If uh, your higher being just did not tolerate mediocrity, because a lot of people would be dead as of right now. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. 
It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is why you are not getting better at your job. Number two, you are a robot who only does what is asked of you and you are not looking for ways to improve the circumstance of the environment which you occupy. Let me say that sentence again. The reason why you're not getting better at your job is because you are a robot. I'll explain what that means in a moment. Who only does what is asked of you and you're not looking for ways to improve the circumstance of the environment which you occupy. Meaning, whatever your job description says, you're willing to do that, but you are not going to go one step further than that. You do only what's asked of you, you don't do any more. Napoleon Hill, in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he laid out the 17 principles of success. If you are not familiar with the 17 principles of success, I suggest that you get familiar with the 17 principles of success because they are key to your success. I covered them, as a matter of fact, in episodes number 183 and 184, Napoleon Hill's 17 Principles of Personal Achievement is actually what he called it. One of those 17 principles is going the extra mile. Some of you may be familiar with the cliche that there is never any, there is never a traffic jam on the extra mile, meaning most people never go the extra mile. Most people never go the first mile, let alone the extra mile. I just told you at the end of point number one, most people are average and mediocre. In most of life, if you look around long enough, it's just that average people randomly selected, most of them are average and mediocre. And one of the reasons people don't get better at their job is because of this mediocre mindset that they are just okay with just doing, again, only what is asked. Again, they go the first mile, but they never go the extra mile. And I would say about 85% of people fit this description. Just in, as a whole in general, 85% of people fit this description. Those of you who are employers. If you have many employees on your team, if you have, let's say if you have a company of a hundred people, I would say about 85% of them, 80 to 85% are this, they're mediocre people. The bigger your organization gets, the more mediocrity tends to seep in. It just happens. There's a law of entropy that you're not able to micromanage everything happening in your organization, the bigger it gets. And once it gets to this size, you don't even know everybody who works there. So guaranteed, you got some mediocre people there you and, and you don't even know it and you are not even responsible for bringing them on, but it's still the, your organization. Many people just do what is asked of them in life and in their careers. Whatever's asked of them, that's what they do. They don't do anything extra and they never even think about doing anything extra. They don't even consider how they can make a situation better. They don't even think about it. They just do whatever you tell them to do. And if you don't tell them to do it, it doesn't happen. They take no initiative. What is the fourth principle that I talk about when I introduce the show every day? The personal initiative to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Most people have no personal initiative. This is why most people live life by default, meaning whatever happens to them is where their life ends up. They don't happen to life. Life happens to them. This is how most people live. And this is why most people are average. 
I was having a conversation with my assistant this morning and I said to her, I want you to come up with some things that we could do because she manages all of my social media postings and contents and stuff like that. And I said, all right, since you're doing this and you're seeing so much of what we have going on tomorrow, I want you to bring me 10 ideas for what we can do that will allow us to get more attraction out of what we're doing on social media. And I didn't go further with her on the subject, but I will go further with her on the subject tomorrow. This is not tomorrow from when you're hearing this, from when I'm recording it of, and I'm going to remind her of something I've already told her. Like, I don't need you to be a robot because if all you are is a robot and that's all you prove yourself to be, but it's only a matter of time before some AI software comes around with which I will replace you and pay a lot less for the AI than I have to pay you. And she's going to know that. And I don't know if she listens to this episode. I don't know if she's listening, but I'm recording this way before it comes out. So if she's still working for me by the time she hears this, then she probably already got this message loud and clear. And I don't mind her getting it again through listening to this episode. And this is a big thing for any of us who's ambitious and looking to grow, especially if we have other people around us and you bring other people to be around you. This is often based in just people's complacency. People just have a general complacency about life or a general fear about life. Either one, neither one leads to where you want to go. The complacency can be, I'm good where I'm at and I don't want to do anything different. I don't want to rock the boat. I just want to keep doing the same things and I'm okay with being okay. Or the fear of doing anything that would rock the boat and shake up the system. I remember reading Shaquille O'Neal's book. Those of you, most of you probably know who Shaquille O'Neal is, seven foot basketball player, former basketball player, now a TV analyst, and he does a lot of business things. He talked about how when he was at Louisiana State University, where he went to college, he had a teammate named Stanley Roberts. And Stanley was a big guy as well, who I believe was a year or two ahead of Shaquille. And Stanley Roberts was very talented, according to Shaq, just as talented, if not more talented, or at least more skilled, had just as much game and ability as Shaq did, and was his size and all of that stuff. And Stanley Roberts was sacked. I think he even went as far as saying this. Stanley Roberts was a better player than Shaquille O'Neal was, at least in college when Shaq first got there. And many of you don't know who Stanley Roberts is. Well, there's a reason for that, because Shaq went on to say that when he would practice against Stanley, if Stanley got angry or he got a reason to get activated, he would just destroy anybody, even destroy Shaq in practice. When he got angry and he had a, you know, a fire lit under his ass to do that. But other than that, other than those situations, Stanley was just OK with just being OK. There's another story about Stanley that I read where he did play in the NBA, but he didn't play long and he wasn't a star known name again. Many of you or even basketball fans don't even know who this guy is. Never heard the name before. Stanley was playing in the NBA, and this was in the mid to late 90s. And one particular game, he was playing against the Chicago Bulls. This is Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen days. And he was just killing the Bulls. He had a great game. He was just dominating the Bulls. I, I don't know who won the game. I think the Bulls ended up winning the game, but Stanley had a great game personally himself. And according to reports, after the game ended, this great game that he had against the Bulls, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen chased him down after the game in the tunnel. If you ever watch a basketball game, you see all the players going into the tunnel after the game to the locker rooms. They chased him down in the tunnel after the game and said, man, and they were chastising him after they just competed against him. They said, man, do you know how fucking rich and famous you would be if you play like that every game? And they were saying this after they just played against him. And this is the complacency that Shaq described and that this news report described about this particular guy not about bashing this guy. I'm just using him because it came to mind. But this is how many people live their lives. They just have a, a general complacency about where they're at and don't even think about, man, what if I just activated myself to do more? Well, how much better would life be for me? 
So here's the problem with these mentalities, the fear of doing anything that would rock the boat or the complacency of I just want to stay here and you know, keep the boat exactly where it is. Complacent sheep become wool coats. Complacent pigs become bacon and sausage and hot dogs, I guess. Complacent cows become burgers and steaks. Complacent turkeys become Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody understand those analogies? Rewind it if you didn't listen to it over and over again until you understand it. You, as a human, have a much bigger and more complex brain than these animals that I just mentioned. Which means you cannot afford to grow complacent and think that just because you're in a place means you'll always be in that place. Again, this is what the pigs think and the cows think and the sheep think and the turkeys think before they become dinner. You will be replaced if you get complacent. Complacency gets you replaced. That's a good one right there. Should I say it again? Let me say it again. Complacency gets you replaced. You need to pay attention to what's going on in your environment. Ask yourself proactive questions like, what can I do to make this situation better? How can I improve on what's going on here? How can I make the status quo better? How can I raise the level of the environment of this organization? Regarding fear, if you allow your fear of shaking up a system to keep you from trying to make things better, then you will only be attracted to people who have the same fear that you have. This means you're pretty much dying in place because you're hanging around a bunch of fearful people and you're definitely not growing. And to be fair, there are plenty of spaces in life that will happily accommodate people just like you. But I doubt you will be happy in those places because if you're the type of person who listens to this show, you're an ambitious person, you have big goals, you want to achieve a lot more than what you've achieved up to this point, you wouldn't be happy hanging around a bunch of other people who are complacent and fearful. But if you're complacent and fearful, well, guess what kind of people you're going to keep attracting? I'll let you fill in that blank. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have and what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process. And let me let you know. It is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. As we move on to point number three, today's topic, once again, is why you are not getting better at your job. Number three, you lack personal initiative and you lack ambition. This doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. I know a whole lot of people who have no initiative and no ambition. Most people have no initiative nor ambition. If I actually thought that made you a bad person, that means I would dislike a whole lot of people. Ambition is a strong desire or determination to achieve something. That's the definition of the word. Most people do not have this. Many people will talk about having a strong desire or determination to achieve something, but they don't actually have it. They're talking about it, but they ain't got it. Now, you ever hear somebody talking about something that they don't have? All right, so that's how ambition works. As I said, it doesn't make you bad to not have ambition. It just makes you average when you don't have ambition. And 
just as a newsflash, this show is not designed for average people. I don't make this show thinking that I'm talking to average people trying to talk you out of your averageness. I'm talking to people who are ambitious, but sometimes you need a splash of cold water in your face, a slap across the face, metaphorically, that is, to remind you of what ambition is and what it looks and feels like. Because some of you sometimes get caught sleepwalking and forgetting what ambition is supposed to actually be. It's not just talking about it. It's actual actions, doing things, not just talking about them. So I'm pointing this out to let you know that you may be in the wrong place if you have no ambition. Now, if you have no personal initiative, you also may be in the wrong place. But I would guess you don't have the issue of not having initiative and you're listening to this show, assuming that you wouldn't found the show on your own volition. Now, if somebody made you listen to this, you're in the car right now, somebody just turned this on and they forced you to listen to it, then that might be a different story. But most of the people who listen to this show, you went and found it on purpose and you listen to this episode through your own actions, under your own power. To tailor the message, what I, the messages that I share here are tailored to people who want to do something that most people are not doing. And you want to achieve above the level of average. So if you find yourself not getting better at your job and you realize it's because you don't really want to get better or you have no strong desires to achieve anything, I'm letting you know this now so you don't use up too much of your most valuable resource being your time listening to someone like me who is talking about something that's simply not on your radar. Now, there is one life raft, any lifesaver that I'll throw out to any of you who I just described, is that maybe you just have the wrong job. Sometimes somebody has all the ambition, you have the determination, you have the initiative, you're just applying it in the wrong way. You got your ladder leaning up against the wrong building. If you move the ladder to another building, then all of a sudden you'll be activated. So sometimes it's that. Sometimes you just got the wrong strategy, the wrong plan of action. So maybe you need to fix that. Maybe you need to fix you. Maybe you need to fix both. But either way, something needs to be fixed. You can't just keep doing the same thing that you've been doing up to this point. With that said, let's recap today's class, which is why you are not getting better at your job. Again, I thought about this topic when I was looking at a basketball player and I realized this player has been in the pro leagues for several years. He hasn't gotten any better at the skills. He's the exact same player he was when he came into the league. And how is that possible when he is a very well-paid individual, but can't seem to improve at his job? What the hell is he doing when he's supposed to be getting better at his job, when he's supposed to be working on his game? I don't know. And that led me to thinking of these points. Number one. You are comfortable just having your position and you're not really concerned about getting better or even being good in the current role. Right now, you're not even that good and you ain't even trying to get better. All right. This is where most people live. Most people live with the status quo. They live in neutral. And this is a normal mentality for most people. The problem is it's a failing mentality because there's no such thing as neutral. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Number two, you are a robot who only does what is asked of you and you are not looking for ways to improve the circumstances, the environment which you occupy. I want to let all of you know. Any of you who does any work that is based on uh, computers or the internet, if you're this type of person and you just do what is asked of you, and you're not doing anything different, it's going to be about a three to five year span that you have to keep collecting a paycheck before artificial intelligence software replaces you completely and you have no job whatsoever. I guarantee you that. That's not a theory. That is not an assumption. I'm telling you that's absolutely happening. Within three to five years, if you're an employee who does work on computers and the internet mostly, or the phone even, and you only do what is asked of you and nothing more. There is an engineer in Silicon Valley working on code. He's coding right now. He or she is coding right now a software program that will replace the need for you to be employed. And the software will replace you. That is absolutely happening. You better have a sense of urgency about this one as of yesterday. Point number three, you lack personal initiative and ambition. This doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, most people have no initiative and most people have no ambition. Ambition meaning a strong desire or determination to achieve something. 
So it doesn't make you average. I mean, it doesn't make you bad. It just makes you average. And most people are average, but this show is not made for average people. So if you're still listening, I don't know why, but you either need to go find something in which you don't want to be average or you need to go find a different show to listen to. Your choice. Text me. Make sure you're in my text community to so get my daily motivation, Monday motivation text to come out. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game university. You want to work with me directly, have me as your coach. Only one way to do it is in the university. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Link down below in the description. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing Aqua True, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements. But honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T for AquaTrue. Workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workwhenyourgame.com slash A-T. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to. But dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game, university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game, university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game, university.com.